Blog Talk Radio. Focus on what you said, Lord. That's what you want me to tell them? Okay. You, all right, like that? They talk about God. Talk about God. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay, all right. Thank you, Lord. Let, uh, let's try this. They talk about
All right, well, all right, well, all right. We are on the air. We are live tonight. I'm so excited. <laughs> they talk about God. They talk about God, but they don't talk about Jesus. They don't talk about Jesus enough for me. Jesus saves. So uh, the fact that Jesus saves and everybody needs saving, you need to be talking about Jesus. So I just thank God for uh, being here. I thank God for his grace. I thank God for his mercy, his love and kindness. I thank God for being just. I thank God for loving me first. I thank God for thinking of me and giving me an opportunity to serve. I thank God for allowing me to see this day that he made purposely for me. And he told me just to rejoice and be glad in it. I am so grateful to serve a God such as this, a God that that put light in the sky because he knew darkness uh, would be here. So he created light to to get rid of darkness so that we could see. And he, he said that, that we are the light of the world. And, 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 and he come that we may have life and have this life more abundantly. I am so grateful that he thought about my past. He thought about my present. He thought about my future. Before I even knew what a thought was, he thought about me. I am just so grateful. I could think about a million things uh, to to try and complain about and and and, and to grumble and, and and boost about you know. But 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 because I've been born again, because I have a renewed spirit, I realize that doing that will be in vain. I realize that doing that will have nothing positive coming into my life. I, I know that doing that. Is not pleasing to God. And I'm just so grateful to know who he is, folks. I am grateful. <laughs> oh, man, I got to stand up. Stretch out for a second. Because I am grateful. Because in him, I live, move, and have my being. So... Now that I got that out the way, I am your host, Terrence, <laughs> and my wife has joined me. Hello. I'm your other host, Tanisha, and today is December 13th, 2023. It is 7.09 p.m. Central Standard Time. I just got here. I'm glad that you all are here. I'm glad that Terrence is here, but most importantly, I'm glad that the Lord is here. And welcome to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network, um, small network with a mighty fist. And I'm glad to be part of this network. And I'm glad that you're a part of this network too. So thank you for tuning in tonight. Yeah. I'm trying to get this mic to sound different. Oh, okay. Keep talking for a second. Okay, we're just testing out our equipment here. Can you have the sound? Okay. Well, I don't know what I missed because I didn't. I wasn't tuned in while I wasn't here, but... um about a little bit about what Randy was talking about last night. He was talking about um, declaring war on the system and likened it to when Moses declared war on Pharaoh by saying, hey, let the children go and how initially it made things a little worse. And that really like stood out to me and it, it 
I didn't quite understand why it resonated with me so hard, but when Terrence and I were talking and revelating earlier today, I was like, oh, when Terrence um, started his court stuff, that was waging war, and things got worse, you know, before they uh, got better. But we have to, as a body of Christ, we have to be prepared for everything, and we have to hold fast to the things that God is telling us to do. We can't be deterred. We have to be prepared. So when you're prepared and you know, okay, it might look like it's getting worse, but we know that God has told us the end. We have to hold on to that and have vision for what God has told us is going to take place. So I'm really excited to be part of this network. I'm really excited to be a part of what God is doing in these end times because time is it's coming to an end, right? I was talking to somebody about end times and they're like, oh, everybody's been saying it's the end times for a long time. And I'm like, yeah, my entire lifetime has been the end times. I'm a child of the late 70s, and we've been in the end times my entire lifetime. Can I tell you exactly when it started? No, but I could say my entire lifetime has been the end times, so your entire lifetime likely has been the end times too, but now we're getting closer to the end. So we have to be very uh, mindful of what God is saying and, and be obedient, and we can't be afraid of what's to come because we know that victory is to come. We know that protection we know that God has plans for us with an expected end, not for our harm. So let's just get excited about the fact that we serve a God that speaks, that loves us, that's guiding us, that's using us in these times. You don't know what this network and these recordings, how it's going to affect people once we're gone, right? Because I don't know what your stance is on the tribulation period, seven years, if you believe that pre-trib, post-trib, um, mid-trib, but um, I do believe that God's going to use um, these shows to encourage people even when we're raptured and gone, and you're a part of that. Um, so just be excited about what God is doing. Amen. Say, <laughs> <laughs> be excited. Be excited. Yes, you should be, because God is such a great God. <clears throat> I mean, I could talk more, but I just think we need to pray sure. for people because a lot of people have their hands up, and I want to get everybody tonight. I just want to hear what the Lord got to say to y'all. I do want to read the daily scripture from the Bible app, Psalms 95.6. This is out of Amplified. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker in reverent praise and prayer. This is a, a lifestyle that we should have. Um, we should always be in worship. We should always be um, in reverent praise and prayer um, before the Lord. People always say, oh, when times get tough, pray. Pray when times are not tough. Pray because you woke up. Mm-hmm. Pray when it's good. Pray when it's bad. Pray when it's ugly. Just pray. Just pray. And always give God his praise because I know that you think your job is paying you. I know that you think that your quick wit and skills is what landed you the job. I know that you think that, you know, the fact that you went with a good builder is why your house is still intact or you have a nice apartment complex and try to. No, it's because of God, period. That's why. That's the reason for everything. So God is worthy of all the praise because you wouldn't wake up without God. Your car wouldn't get you where you got to go without God. So, yeah, oh, I've got a good card, sturdy, and that's great. But anything can happen. I was leaving yesterday 
Turbine Aaron, and I have a newer car, so it's basically a computer on wheels. And so my car told me, hey, your tire is low, which that's not unusual when the weather changes, you know, how your tires, you know, lose a little air. So, but my car tells me what the, it shows me like a, a little model of my car and it shows me how much air pressure is in every tire. Well, it was over 50% less than what was in all the other tires. So I knew I'm like, no, this isn't like just the run of the mill cold air making the tires, you know, deflate a little bit. There's something wrong with that tire. So I turned around. Now, everybody doesn't have that. That nothing but God that, that I, I, you know, it's great to have a car with technology, but I, I thank God for that, that he spared me. I could have just dismissed it or whatever and just went about, oh, it's just because it's cold and that could have ended bad because Karen ended up taking it today and there was a big old nail and stuff in my tire and had to get the tire patched. But we, we, we give credit to all these things, but I always give glory to God. Thank you. I praise you, God, for, you know, making me aware that I, I could have been out driving and, you know, tire busted and that could have caused a wreck. I could lose my life. I could hurt somebody else or injure. I give God. So all the, all the glory and all the praise and all the credit. And so don't think that, don't, don't ever get away from knowing what your ultimate source is. That it's God and thanking him for that. You know, everybody doesn't make it home from work if they're out driving. Everybody doesn't make it home from the store. You know, think of the stories that you'll hear. Somebody went out to run a quick errand, told their family, hey, I'll be right back. I'm about to go, you know, grab some milk or whatever, and they don't come home. So don't don't ever take for granted that it's because of God. And so you always have something to thank him for. You always have something to praise him for. You know, the fact that you could think. Some people can't. You've got stuff going on, medical things, or, you know, could even be spiritual things going on that's preventing them from even being able to think clear. I thank God for that. It's not just because I, you know, how I eat and drink water and work out. No, it's because of God. Let's read that one more time. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, in reverent praise and prayer. So that's something I'm, I've made a habit is, you know, when I wake up, I thank God. I ask him for protection. I give him glory, honor, and praise, you know, daily. And then I'm praying all throughout the day. I'm praying for, for anytime anything happens. Like even last night when thing happened with my tire, I'm like, okay, I, I wasn't very far from, from our home. So I just turned around and came right back, told Terrence what was going on. But um, before even getting here, I prayed about it. Like, Lord, help help me or, you know, help us know what, what needs to be done, take care of where to take it to and all that kind of stuff. You know, so things happen every day, right? So such thing as a perfect day. That could be a great day. And every day could be a great day in a sense. But as things happen throughout your day, make it a habit of asking God, oh, you know, oh, the job said this, Lord, you know, I'm just taking it to you. I know you're protecting me and my finances and my family and this, any other, or get a phone call or somebody calls you about what they're going on and you pray about it or, you know, you don't know what to eat for dinner, pray, pray about it. I'm the queen of like not knowing what to make for dinner. And I often <laughs> ask God, hey, what should I make for dinner? Let me go to the store. What should I, what should I buy? What should I cook? Um, 
hey, Lord, I noticed I haven't been getting my water in. Can you help me be a little more thirsty or make me more mindful or whatever? So there's always something to pray about throughout the day. Somebody getting on your nerves at work or your neighborhood. Hey, Lord, this person's like really working my nerves. Can you help me have the grace or patience for them? Or can you like give them the wisdom to, to leave me alone or whatever the case may be? There's always something going on every day. So we should always be in a constant state of prayer. You know, yes, it's great to pray in the morning. It's great to pray pray before bed, but prayer needs to be our lifestyle, especially in the times that we're coming into where things are going to, they're going to change and they're going to change quick. You know, we talked about some weeks back um, how they're going to try to say, oh, aliens are real and mermaids and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, we've been seeing articles and stuff about that. And then right now, the, what they're talking about is this new uh, virus, this respiratory virus um, um, with, with children. I, I have some friends that work in um, the school systems, and they have been reporting to me that there's been a lot of kids, like small children, kindergarten, first grade, calling out sick with the same symptoms, respiratory stuff going on where they're really phlegmy and coffee and have a, you know, some of them are having fevers and all that. So that's going around and you need to be mindful. I remember when, you know, COVID started, it started out like that. Like people were coming down with some mysterious uh, illness and then it started to spread like wildfire and people started to just, they were looking for answers, but everybody wasn't looking for God. So there's always going to be something going on, even in our world where you need to be asking God what to think about it, what to do about it. And that's going to increase. You know, there's been a lot of talk even about the Internet, right? There's a a Netflix movie that's supposed to, like, simulate what would happen if um, the Internet goes down. And this is something that I know we've talked about on the show before, too. I'm like, you have to be prepared. At some point, they're going to take the Internet because it's a wealth of information. You know, they'll snatch it. They they might revamp it to where they will... Maybe have one database to where when you put a Google search in or a search engine, well, they will supply what they want you to know or what they want you to think about it so that it's not necessarily true. Um, and now this movie has come out that's supposed to, like, talk about that. I haven't we, – we started watching it, but we didn't finish. We only got, like, maybe 10 minutes into it. But this is really going to happen. This is something that God has shown me years ago that there's going to come a time where they're going to take the Internet, um, and that's going to cause – a lot of issues, e-commerce, small businesses, you know, people paying bills, because just think of how reliant we are on the internet. And so you need to know what to do when that happens. And you need to know what to do even before that happens. We always have to be, (coughs) excuse me, listening to the voice of God. If God's telling you to get a landline, get a landline. If he's telling you to get a typewriter, get a typewriter, because you don't know why he's telling you to do these things, right? You don't know, but just do it. Because if, if, let's say they snatch the internet, let's say that they take it for good next Tuesday, what are you going to do for certain things? You know how reliant we are on the internet, even to listen to music, right? Everybody listens to an app. Me personally, I still have a record player. I love records. I still have a Walkman, where for those who don't know, a Walkman is a, is a, it's a, portable device that you put cassette tapes in and cassette tape is a type of device that you can use to listen to music. <laughs> I'm dating myself. Um, 
and you plug headphones in it and you can listen to music with it by way of the cassette tape. So I still have a Walkman. I still have cassettes that I can listen to that are battery. My Walkman's battery powered. So even if the electricity went out, I could listen to music on my Walkman. Um, so if God is calling you to, to, to get stuff that seems outdated or you never know if you'll need it. Like say, if they took away the internet for good, a lot of these newer generation of, of people wouldn't know what to do, but our generation, we would, we remember a time when there wasn't the internet or the internet was very limited. It wasn't like home internet. I remember when people started getting home internet, when that started to become a norm. But at one point it was for businesses or maybe each classroom and school had it to play Oregon Trail and where in the world is Carmen San Diego, but it wasn't like it is now. I, I we, we watched the internet become what it is. I remember when, you know, there was dial up. So in order to get on the internet, you had to use your phone line to dial into a network before DSL or fiber optic or whatever you want to call it, high-speed internet. So we, we watched it. So we remember a time of there wasn't the internet. There wasn't apps. I remember having a phone, a, a cell phone that did not have apps on it. All you could do was make calls. I remember having a cell phone before you could even text message. You had to two-way message if you wanted to text. So I would know how to survive <laughs> if there came a time where there was absolutely no internet, how to communicate, how to write a letter. I don't even know if people nowadays write letters to people. We used to write letters to communicate and correspond um, before emails. Email was a big deal when that came out. I remember when emails became popular and AOL and the whole you got mail, that was like a big deal that you can send a person an electronic letter because before then you had to write a letter with actual pen and paper. And then you had to put it in an envelope and put their address on it, put a stamp on it and mail it to them. And then you had to wait for them to get it and write you back and receive a letter back. That's what we did if it wasn't a phone call before emails. So if that's gone, I would know how to write a letter. So again, we don't, I don't know exactly what's going to go down. I just know that that's something that God has prepared me for, that the internet at some point will go down. I believe it's going to go down and eventually come back up on a very limited basis. But if God is calling you to do something, just do it because you don't know why. You know, typewriter might be completely ridiculous to some people now, but if there's no internet for a year and you want to write letters, maybe that'll be a more efficient way than writing it by hand. You could use a typewriter. And for those who don't know, typewriters are the way that you write letters or papers. You dictate papers on a typewriter. You put paper in it, and it's just letters and symbols and things like that, and you type it out. It's like a keyboard, but it has ink attached to it, and you, it attaches to paper. I remember talking to somebody about a typewriter, and they really didn't know what a typewriter was. So I'll say that like, and think everybody knows what I'm talking about. They might not. So if you say, hey, go get a typewriter. Hey, go get a a singer sew, sewing machines or get this, that, and the other or whatever, just do what God is telling you to do because we don't know what's coming. I always, always, always use the same story about the guy who story I, I heard about during when COVID first hit and he said he, God told him to get a, you know, a, um, a sanitizer business, put all his money in the hand sanitizer business. And back then before COVID, yeah, there was people who were in the hand sanitizer, but it wasn't like, Purell kind of had it on lock, and some of these other ones, Lysol and all that, they kind of had it on lock. 
But when COVID hit, people didn't care if it was Bob Schmob's, you know, any any bacterial uh, solution or uh, sanitizer. They didn't care. Sanitizer was hard to find. Just like Lysol spray, remember, and masks. Remember people were making cloth masks and all that because you couldn't find the paper ones. I mean, it was just people were desperate. So they were buying up everything. They didn't care what brand. They didn't care about cost. I remember buying some hand sanitizer from a dentist who decided to, he was like, hey, I know how to make sanitizer. He's making it with liquor, like with gin or something or vodka. I can't remember. But he was making sanitizer and selling it for like 12 bucks a bottle. And I remember buying several bottles from him. So people didn't really care. They just wanted to feel like they were protected and safe because they didn't know what was going on. And so that guy ended up making millions because his, his business took off because everybody wanted sanitizer. Just like everybody wanted masks. So what didn't make sense when he bought it made sense when it hit. So don't wait for it to make sense. Just do what God tells you to do because times are going to change. How we're living today is not going to be the same within a matter of years. It might not even be the same within a matter of months. Who knows? You know, we've got the money system that's going to crash soon and, and change, which is going to change the economy, which is going to change all sorts of stuff. You know, you might go to the store to buy a bushel of apples, and right now it might cost four ninety nine, and you never know. In a few months, it might cost $55. You just don't know. So just be obedient and be grateful that we serve a God, the God, right, that speaks to us. He's alive, and he loves us, and he's always preparing us and setting us up to win so that while the world might be perishing and while chaos might be going on all around them, if we would just, just be obedient and do what he tells us to do, we will be safe and protected and we will watch it, right? We'll see it. We'll know what's going on. We'll be affected in some ways, but we will, he has a plan for us so that we're not victim to what's going on. So that being said, let's do a collective prayer and then let's answer calls. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for tonight. Um, thank you for allowing us to come together to praise you and to love on you and love on one another. And we just give you all the glory, honor, and praise. We ask that Terrence and I would decrease and you would increase and give your people what they need. And we thank you that in these upcoming days and and, and months and years, that um, we would just be obedient and have an ear to hear what you're saying and have a will to be obedient to do what you are saying to do. It's not enough for us to be hearers of the word, but we need to be doers of the word too. And we have to understand that the word um, not only is what's written in the word that you've given us, but also in the words that you give us in personal instruction. Um, so let us be mindful of that. Let us be mindful of, of you because you're mindful of us. And let us be mindful of, each, of, of one another, of each other, and to love and, and, and help each other and to instruct each other. Let us be open to correction and rebuke if needed because we see so many people in the body of Christ that, that are not open to correction, that are not open even to rebuke when both of those are things that are designed to get us where we need to be, to better us. So... Let us not be afraid to receive correction or rebuke and not be afraid to give correction or rebuke when delivered by you and directed by you. 
Um, so, Lord, we just have an honor you, and we pray everything in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Correction or rebuke. Right, that that just came to me. Um, so let's start answering calls. Let me pull up my notepad. I spelled that completely wrong, but it came up. <laughs> yeah, I put notes. I put like in in nine T E. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Start here. Six one zero nine six nine. I know it is. Shalom. Hey Lisa, can you hear me, you? guys? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you? Shalom. I know you want to talk to everybody tonight, but I just want to tell you this um, real quick that um, a few weeks ago you really ministered to me when you were in your you were um, being transparent about um, being tired. That's the place that I'm in right now, and I mm. thought it was so beautiful that um, with the PGM Familia that um, Sister Lashawn she she caught you know she caught the direction of God and she was praying and I oh my God that ministered to me so much. I, I just felt like, wow, God, yours is so amazing. I know about that, but when you're in, well, I'm in a low place, I have to be reminded of how God operates when he works because sometimes the storm overtakes. And I was in that place, and I kind of am still struggling of um, when you're just, like, tired. Like, it's like mm-hmm. the, the worst is tense or, you know, but, like, um, um, like you were saying, about how in this everything that you're going to warfare, that's the that's the um, ministry that God is preparing you for, and He's giving you authority over those systems. So mm-hmm. um, that was a thing to me because I know that, but I also had to be reminded because it wasn't on the fourth um, the fourth day of my memory at that time. It was like, oh, that's right, and it, it just blessed me so much. It really ministered to me. So I'm so thankful for y'all and um, the whole PGM familia and Sister LaShawn and everybody. So, yes, ma'am. And I just got so much honor for you guys because, like, how you minister even in the midst of everything. And I just think that is just a testimony to the goodness and the power of God and also to y'all's obedience and the anointing that's on y'all's life. So thank you. Amen. Thank you. Well, let's pray for you. I'm going to mute you because there's a lot of background noise, but uh, let's let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for Lisa, Father God. Thank you for the strength, Lord, that you're giving her, and thank you for the encouragement that that she's receiving, um, and that you're that you're going to use her just like you used us, and that you've used Sister Lashawn and, and anybody that that has given her encouragement. That the power is in the in the truth. The power is in the transparency that as a body of Christ, we are to sharpen one another. And what does that mean? That means the truth. That means giving the word. Um, that means being living epistles, like your word says, because when we break down the Bible, it's a, it's a, it's a book of accounts of real men and women's lives and the tribulations and the victories and, and, and everything that life brings. It's everything that they faced with you. It's everything that people faced even without you. 
Because we've got everybody in, in, in the Bible didn't serve you. Some people did evil in your sight, and we see the fate that they suffered. Some people had hardened hearts like Pharaoh, and we see how that panned out for him. And so it, your, your word is an encouragement to show us there's nothing new under the sun. So we know what's going to happen to the just, and we know what's going to happen to the unjust, even though it rains on both. And so I thank you, Lord, that through everything that Lisa's experiencing, that she's getting the revelation that it is for your glory. It is for her growth. It is for, it's to birth something. And just like um, a mother, when, when, when a mother is first pregnant, so excited, and then it's not fun anymore when you can't keep anything down. And when you're getting, you know, fat and feeling unattractive, and, and when your, your pelvic muscles hurt, can't sleep at night, when, when you get bad heartburn, it's, it's, it's not fun anymore then. When, then when you're going in labor and it hurts and you're looking for the anesthesiologist and they're, oh, no, we missed it. Now you got to go through a natural birth and, you, and it, all, it hurts. But then when, when you birth that baby, it's all worth it. And so I thank you, Lord, for giving Lisa that the mindset now, it's worth it. That this cup that she's drinking, it's worth it. And so many people are going to see the other side of the tribulation. They're going to see the other side of the sleepless nights. They're going to see the other side of the weariness. And they're going to want it. And she's going to say, be willing to walk where I've walked. Be willing to drink my cup. Because this didn't come easy, but I'm, I'm, it's worth it. Because now I can encourage you now when you're going through what you're going through. I can tell you that there is hope and joy on the other side. I can tell you that you can sleep with all chaos around you because God is going to take care of you because I've been there. I've done that. Just like Terrence and I are able to tell people that, to say, no, don't wait. People tell them, oh, I'm going to wait till all this chaos in my life is clear and then I'll get in the ministry. No, get in the ministry when God is telling you to get in the ministry because he will use you. And, and, and Lisa is a, a, she's a witness to that because not knowing everything we were going through, but knowing the power that God has used through our lives and now in hindsight, saying, oh, my gosh, they were going through pure hell, but God still used them. God still was blessing people. God still, the accuracy in what God was saying through them. She's a witness to that. And then knowing later, hey, we were going through pure hell. Let that encourage her to know that no matter what she's facing, when God, when you're using her, Lord, to, to just be used. Because the the circumstances don't determine the the anointing, but the anointing determines how we deal with the circumstances. And no devil in hell could take our anointing. No devil in hell can take our, our the plans that you have for us. No devil in hell can take our, our purpose. He could just try to rattle us up, but then, Lord, you use him to build us up. So what he's doing, it, it, it's, it's working for our good because your word promises that. So, Lord, just encourage your daughter tonight, Father God, strengthen her, give her eyes to see what's really going on. Just like with Elisha, the servant, the servant was like, oh my gosh, we're, we're, we're outnumbered. And Elisha let, opened his eyes, let him, let him see what's really going on. Give Lisa the eyes to see in the spirit what's really going on. And let that bring joy to her, Father God. Let that bring encouragement to her, Lord. And just continue to use her where she's at to use her where she's at because you're birthing something in her 
and, and, and she's going through her labor pains, and labor doesn't feel good. I don't care what nobody says. It doesn't, but it's worth it. So we thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's go to the next caller here. Two five one three four two. Who are we speaking with? I Nurse Ward from Alabama. <laughs> How are you tonight? Nurse Ward. Nurse Ward. Won't he do it? Said he would, and he always does. Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> Well, let's pray for you, Latrice. Amen. Well, we thank you. We thank you for Latrice, Father God. We thank you for the the, the healing anointing in her life, Father God. That 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 you're going to use her not only to heal physical bodies, but to heal people from uh, uh, spiritual darkness. Um, I, I see you, Latrice, like healing people in the body of Christ who really don't know that they're sick. They have. Um, They've been indoctrinated with beliefs, and and they and they and these are well-meaning people. They love God, they love God's people, but they they have some bad mentalities um, concerning certain things that have been passed on to them from maybe spiritual leaders or you know elders in the church or whoever people who were in a position to get them where they need to be. Um, but it's a it's a spiritual sickness, and so they they. They have been churched and they know what to say. They know how to walk the walk and talk the talk and say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored and this, any other. And they know how to, to put on appearances, but really they are questioning why why is my life not going a certain way? Why why am I not experiencing the fullness? And, and, and it seems like the promises aren't applying. Like they're really frustrated, but they are afraid to tell people because they have positions of power or people look up to them. Um and I see you, Latrice, God using you to heal these people. So they, it's like they, they got the scales on their eyes, mm-hmm. spiritually. And God's going to use you to heal them, and, and the scale's going to fall off. And, 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 and God's going to use you to give them the, the courage to say, I don't believe that anymore. That's so hard for so many people, especially when they come from, like, a long line generation. People are so so focused on uh legacy and all this kind of stuff and they don't oh I don't want to tarnish this person's legacy and this is the way he did it or this is the way she did it so I don't want to get away from that. I want to follow the tradition and and it takes courage to say, you know what, I'm not doing that no more. I'm not I'm not thinking that way anymore. I don't believe that anymore because it doesn't line up and there's no power in it. It's 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 like serving a dead God. <clears throat> It's like when Elijah had the showdown. Said, "Where's your God? He's in the restroom. Is he on vacation? Like, where? Where is he? There's no power." But then when he called down fire, it came. And so, Latrice, you're gonna teach people how to bring down that fire. To hey, you're you're serving something dead over here. Come 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 into the light. <laughs> Allow God into that area. Allow God into that part of your thinking. Allow God to break that tradition. So that you can have life in that area. Because they might be flourishing over here, but they're perishing over there. Because they're too afraid to break tradition. They're too afraid to not think what they've always thought. Because it's familiar. People like 
seems to be familiar. People like to be comfortable. And that's uncomfortable to break away and say, you know what, I'm not thinking that anymore. You know, I've, I've, I've seen stories of great leaders who break, broke away from certain denominations and took a lot of courage from them to break away from those denominations to say, you know what, I don't believe that anymore. And, and now people who they love and respect and admire are calling them heretics and all this other kind of stuff and calling them crazy and this, but they have to just say, you know, call me what you want, but I, I can't believe that anymore because once I, I, I've been exposed to the truth and acknowledged that it's true, now the scales are falling off. So I, I can't see, I can't be blind where there's sight. I just, I, I can't be both. I see it now. And so now I can't unsee it. And so thank you, Lord, for Latrice, for using her to give people the courage to, to break away, to give them the courage to change their mind to give them the courage to face whatever backlash from humans that they're going to face, but don't care because they're more concerned with pleasing you and being in your complete will and, and feeding your people what you want them to feed them, not feeding them some slop that, that has no nu- nutritional value. So it's not doing anything. Yeah, it's filling them up, but it's not giving them any nutritional. It's not feeding them. It's just stuffing them. And I thank you, Lord, that, that you're going to use the trees to, to, to get people to break them away from traditions, to break them away from, oh, that's just the way we've done, to break them away even from the, the spirit of, of legacy. Oh, my legacy, my legacy, to, to worry about the legacy that you've already left, to be concerned with that, because only what we do for you is what lasts, only what we do for Christ. If we do it for legacy, it's not going to last. How many people have lived that we've never heard of who are doing all these things for legacy and we don't even know these people existed? It doesn't last. Only what we do for Christ. And in turn, Lord, bless her and, and, and make her name great um, amongst people. And, and, and let her always give you credit to say, no, it's not me. It's me through Christ that, that he's the one who's doing it. I'm just an obedient servant. So we thank you for her ministry. We thank you for her love for people and you. And let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Latrice. Go, God. We do tell him thank you. I was still listening, girl. I was, it's already happening. It's already happening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we tell the Lord thank you. Yeah. And if uh, life lasts and death passed. Tomorrow in the pinning service, I am the chaplain. There will be a word from the Lord. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The chaplain. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> well, we thank you for calling yes, in tonight. Thank you, God. <laughs> Yes, yes. Amen. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you all continue to keep me uplifted and pray, if you will, for our classmates that didn't make it, that God would strengthen their mind, strengthen their hearts, and strengthen their finances that they may be able to return and fulfill the dream of being a nurse. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. For those who, who are 
still on the journey, Father God. Um, strengthen them, Lord. Give them encouragement, Lord. Give them creative um, ability to to produce income. Give them favor to where um, in, in areas that, that normally would require a, a financial um, obligation where, where they'll get favor, where they won't even have to pay for certain things. Um, oh, show them in, in, in every area. Show them your hand that, yes, the world has requirements, but you, you supersede everything. So as long as they're relying on you, depending on you, that you're going to make things work and that you're going to show your, your hand to be mighty. Just like you did with in, 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 in Egypt, you, the plagues was, was an answer. When Pharaoh said, who, who, who's your God for me to release these people? And, and your plague said, I'm doing this so that he would know that I'm, I am God. And so show each and every individual that you are God. It doesn't matter what type of power position that people have, what type of systems they have, what type of requirements that they have, that what you want done is going to be done, period. So let them be bold and encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good night, Patrice. You too. Love you. Love you too. All right, let's get to our next caller here, 251229. Who are we speaking with? This is Sarah calling from Alabama. Hey, Sarah. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm okay. How are you doing? You and the man of God. How are y'all doing? Wonderful. We're doing great. I'm going to grab him a cup of water because he over there sounding like a frog. But <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm second in line. I'm trying to get my voice, too. I went to have a drink of juice, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said fine, and he was like, "Ribbit." He was like, "Let me go get some water." Cause... Yeah. <laughs> Let's pray for you. We're gonna wait on okay. Terrence to get back, but I'm gonna pray while he's getting his drink of water. Heavenly Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for Sarah, Father God. I thank you for for the for the. Uh, the the bones uh, there's a story about the there was I can't remember whose bones was it Elijah was it Elijah or Elisha's bones and these men were carrying a, a, a corpse and they threw the corpse in where the bones were and the the, the man came back uh, to life because the anointing on the bones this man was dead and gone it was just bones. But the anoint, it just shows that the, the anointing, it, it flows it, it even, it, even to the bone. Like how that, that used to be a saying when I was coming up, that people were, you know, nice to the bone or they were whatever they were to the bone. And to me, that scripture proves that, yeah, because even it was, his bones were still anointed. And I see, um, I see that with you, like, it's like you're walking in a valley and you're carrying something and, and you're going to throw it in a cave that's anointed and then that thing's going to come back to life. It's like you're dragging something. It's like it's being dragged. And you're like, okay, I got to bury this. And don't want to, but doing what you feel needs to be done. Because that's what we do, right? As people, we do what, what we feel needs to be done, but God's going to resurrect it. 
like unexpectedly. Those people weren't expecting that man's body to come back to life and they threw it in there. They're just throwing it in there to like hide him. I can't remember the exact story. I'm going to find it, find that story so we can read it. Um, let me pull it up real quick for those who don't know it so they can scriptural rep- reference too. Um, come on, phone. My phone is so slow. I have a lot of stuff on it. <laughs> Let's see. It was a bones was it Elijah's? There we go. I think it was Elijah's bone. No, it was Elisha. Elisha's bone. Elisha. Yeah. I always get them confused sometimes. Elisha's bones made that man body come right on, right on bike to um life. Okay, so it was um Second Kings thirteen. Let's go there. For those of you who have not heard that story, I love First and Second Kings. It's like in the Old Testament, some of my favorite um, books to read. I, I, when I started reading the Bible, I did what they tell you not to do. I read it from Genesis to Revelation. They're like, never do that. But that's the way I did it. You know, being a baby in Christ, I read it like an actual book. But I remember First and Second Kings just being so exciting to me. I really love um, those are like some of my favorites besides Psalms and Proverbs. Okay, so let's go Second Kings 13. Um, come on, app. 13, and then it's 20. Yeah, I got to get my actual book. Okay, so it says, I'm reading at the Amplified. Elisha died, and they buried him. Now, marauding bands of Moabites would invade the land in the spring of the year, and it happened that as a man was being buried on an open bier, they saw a marauding band coming, and they threw the man into Elisha's grave. But when the body of the man was being let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. So it didn't say they threw him in there because they were looking for Elisha's bones and said, hey, let's throw this body on these bones so that he can revive. They did it because they saw a marauding band coming, so they quickly just threw the man to Elijah, Elisha's grave. And when the body of the man was being let down and touched the bones, he revived and stood up on his feet. And so it was unexpected. That was an unexpected miracle. They weren't looking for a miracle. They was taking that man to go be buried. They were doing what they felt needed to be done. That's what you do. You, did, you bury the dead. And so I see a situation that you feel has died. And so you're, you're, you're doing what you feel needs to be done. But something's going to come like that marauding band. That wasn't like something pleasant. They were trying to hurry up and like people might say, what does marauding mean? Let's flip that up. For those who don't know. It's not a word that people tend to use nowadays. Um, marauding is, is, is an adjective that means going about in search of things to steal or people to attack. So a marauding band is not somebody you're saying howdy to. These are this bad news. So they were they were looking for trouble. And they said, Let me let's let's hide and let's throw this man in this grave. So trouble came and because of the trouble it caused that man to come back to life. So that's what I'm seeing, Sarah, like you're 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 trying to bury something, but rightfully so, because it's dead. Or so it appears. Trouble's gonna come, which nobody wants trouble, but that trouble is going to lead into a chain of events that's gonna cause that thing to resurrect. So is it really trouble? 
Is it really trouble or does it look like trouble? Is it something that could could be trouble, but it's not going to be used to cause you trouble? It's actually going to be used for God to perform a miracle. Because just because a marauding band comes at you don't mean that they're going to attack or, or steal from you. That's just what their intent is, but it doesn't mean it, it's going to work on you. But these people, they didn't know what them folk was going to do, so they just threw that body up in that grave just in case, and then a miracle took place. And that's what I see, uh, Sarah. Something something that you, you're you trying to bury now. You're like, the thing's dead. It's over. It's a wrap. Let me bury it. And then something's going to come that's going to look like trouble, and you're going to react. Not in, a, not in a faithless way, not in a fear-based way, just in a, a practical way. Right, you see marauding, marauding bands. Some people come little. They got axes and and stuff. You 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 had an instinct. You're gonna do something to protect yourself. So it's not like it's a faithless thing. It's just practical. And as a result, something that looks like it could be trouble to you, that's causing you to react, is gonna cause a miracle. So Lord, we just thank you um, for for the for the walk in the in the valley, walk in the desert to to bury that that you order our steps. So we do what we feel needs to be done, but the steps are still ordered. We have plans, but you still order in the steps. Many, many mm-hmm. plans, but you order the steps. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not that she's doing anything wrong. She's doing what needs to be done. Like these men, they were doing what needs to be done. That body was dead. And so they did what, what, what needed to be done. And then even in them doing what needs to be done, some trouble came, well, well potential trouble, it caused a miracle because then they still did what they felt needed to be done. It was a, it, sometimes that's, that's all you need to do is just do what you feel needs to be done, and then God will, will, will direct. On their way, let's bury this dude. Uh-oh, here comes, some, here comes trouble. Let's toss him up in there so that the body's protected for whatever their reason was. Now here comes a miracle. So sometimes we're looking for, we, we, we not even looking for the miracle, the miracle comes. And you're like, oh man, I was ready to just bury that thing. And God said, nah, well, it, it's, it's, it's just still life in it. But right now, just do what needs to be done. Don't worry about it. Just do what you feel needs to be done. Sometimes that is the, the order step. Mm-hmm. And God gets the glory. Because can't nobody get glory? Because you don't see nothing in that story about, they said, oh, marauders came. This dude was a, was a, was a fighter. If we put him on Elijah's bows, maybe he'll come back to life and he can fight the Moroccan. No, there's, there's no nothing. They just saw some trouble and threw that man's bone, threw that man on them bones. They put the dead, what they thought was with the dead, not knowing Elisha's bones had an anointing on them. And so just do what needs to be done. That's it. Don't worry and stress yourself out. Just do what needs to be done. And let God order that. That's it, because he's going to order the steps. That's the scripture. Let's read that before. Many plans, right? Many plans. Proverbs 19.21. Let's go there. Proverbs 19. 21. Many plans, this is amplified, many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand be carried out. I want to read that in another 
Let's go NIV, New International Version. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. So we can have all sorts of plans. We can say, oh, I'm going to do this, that, and the other, and then God's purpose is what's going to prevail. So just do what needs to be done and, and know that God's purpose. Because you said in your heart first to do something, right? You don't just do it. It just got to be something that is driving it. So, okay, um, and it was in their heart that they were going to bury that man, but that didn't happen because the Lord's purpose prevailed. That man came right on back to life because that was the Lord's purpose, period. So that's your word. Do, do what needs to be done, but know the Lord's purpose is going to prevail, period. You're going to get like an unexpected miracle, something that you're trying to bury. And God's saying, nope, it's going to come right back to life. Right back. That man came back to life from death. So, Lord, we just thank you for Sarah. We thank you, Lord, that give her the peace of just doing what needs to be done. Not trying to figure it out. What do I do? What do I do? Just do what, do what you feel needs to be done right now. That's coming from your heart. But your purpose is what's going to prevail. Don't lament over nothing. Don't just do what needs to be done. That's it. That's the word. That's the, that's the peace. It's just do what needs to be done and, and be okay with that and know that if what I'm setting out to do is not what needs to be done or not or not what you what was your purpose, your your purpose is going to prevail. Because if I don't have nothing else, I, I, I'm feeding off. I don't have nothing else. I'm not working with nothing else. If, if, if the body is dead and I got to bury it, I, I don't have nothing else unless you tell me to do something else. So if that's all I got right now, and I'm sorry, I'm setting my heart to bury it, and then something else happens, that's just what happens. Sometimes we're we looking for more, but all we can work with is what we got. We're not all-knowing. God is all-knowing. And if he wants us to know more, then he'll tell us more. But if that's all we got, is that's all we got. We work with what we got, and we just do what needs to be done. And then if he wants to do a miracle, he wants to do something else as a result, it's going to happen, period. We, we don't have the ability to stop God's purpose. And that's for being disobedient. He specifically said, do this, and then we don't. But even still, if that's his, his purpose, it's going to get done, period. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Give her peace in that. The peace of just what she knows. And being okay with that. Like, okay, this is what I know. I don't I'm, I don't have to keep go searching. If, if God wants me to know more, I'm going to know more. If God wants me to do something different, it's He's going to work it out to where something different takes place, but I still got to keep moving. I can't just be sitting here stuck trying to figure it out. I'm going to work on what I got and do what needs to be done with what I have and know that God is going to work that all out. There's a piece in that. So many people get stuck trying to figure it out. I don't know if I should go left, right. I don't know if I should bust a U-turn. Just go and know that God is going to get you where you got to be, but you, you're not going to go nowhere if you're just sitting there and not doing nothing and not moving. So thank you for that. Give her peace, 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 peace in that, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah, let it sink in. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, I told I told Tara, I said, you over there sounding like a frog. You was trying to talk and do all of I'm going to let him use me definitely because you, 
You over there sounding like, I don't know, you sound like who did it and why. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have another one. It says in the dictionary of the Bible themes associated in Hebrew, thought with bone, death, and life, a symbol of the whole person, and also the state of one's well-being. Mm. So, yeah, that kind of mixes in with what you're saying. Wow. <laughs> hmm Yeah, that's good. But, yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. I saw like a valley, like you in a valley and dragging, like dragging something, like under tarp. And then I'm I threw sure it. Carrying the body like a baby, a body is heavy. I mean, they had them on something, but I mean, if it was the single person trying to get a body somewhere, kind of dragging it. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what I saw. Like immediately when you started talking, the word valley was the first thing I saw. Valley, like you're dragging something through a valley to get it somewhere, and then whoop, it's different now. Oh, nope, nope. Now that thing that you were dragging. Now it's, now it's come to life. Now it's not even, it doesn't feel like a burden. It doesn't feel, it, it doesn't feel heavy, right? It's, it's, now it's, it, there's no weight because dragging a body compared to it being alive again, now you, there's no weight because it's on its own now. It's like not even connected to you. Like you're not touching it to make it, to feel anything. It's, it's independent now. So it's like I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't. Of course, it's not a real body, but it's something that you, it's dragging. It feels like a drag, right? That's even a term. Like when something like, oh man, that's a drag. When when something is like weighing on you or something like it, it that's what we call it. It's a, that's a drag. But that's what I saw. You like dragging something, but knowing it's something that you had to take care of. Because sometimes we do have to take care of things that are not pleasant. You're like, oh man, I got to do that. I don't want to do it, but. It needs to be done, so I'll do it. But it's still a drag because you don't really want to, you don't care to, but you do what 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 needs to be done, and then that thing end up being a blessing. Something dead mm. is not, you know. A lot of times, dead things aren't don't feel like they're blessings, but God will make it a blessing. So just marinate on that because that's what I saw, and then God reminded me of the story of the bones. Where they threw that body the and came right back to life. Mm. I still remember when I first read that story, I got so excited. I mean, I was a baby in Christ. I'm like, what, Lord? You bones making people come back to life? Like, for real? Like, this is how you roll. Like, I was so excited about that. I just remember being excited as a baby in Christ reading that story in Second Kings about that body coming right back to life. And, and there wasn't like much elaboration after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like thrown in there. And I'm like, wow, that's the power that you possess? And that if, if, if somebody who served you, who's dead and gone, still has that on their bones, I'm like, oh my gosh, how much more powerful are you? You know, I was just really getting to know God at that stage. Like, I mean, I'm fresh off the turnip truck and I just still remember reading that story and just being so excited about that and grateful that he put it in there. Because I was like, wow, where'd that even come from? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I remember being excited about Elisha, period, how he was mentored and he surpassed 
the miracles of Elijah, who Elijah just, oh, I love Elijah. You know, he just, oh, that was a special prophet. But just seeing Elisha doing like twice the amount of miracles that his mentor did, that was exciting to me because I was so young at the time when I became a believer. I was so young and God was using different people to mentor me, the giants. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who am I? These giants doing all this stuff and God like, just learn from them and know that I'm going I'm to do great works. So I remember being excited about Elisha, how he, he, he did more. And it's not that it's a contest, but sometimes when God is using somebody to mentor you, you feel like you don't measure up. Like, I, would ne- I could never do these things. And then imagine if Elisha felt like that. He's doing more than what Elijah was doing. So I should still remember that. But, yeah, so God's gonna, he's about to turn something around, something that feels dead. And it is. It, 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 it is not that it feels. It, it actually is dead. But he's going to bring it back to life. Like it feels like it's dead. It's over. Like it's a rat dead. And he's going to give that thing a second life. A second life. So even the way you're responding to it now, thinking it's dead, is is accurate because it is right now. But it's not always going to be. It's it's got a, a divine appointment for life again. But right now it's dead. So, so I don't know what it is. That could be, I could be a number of things. But that's the word for you, Sarah. Yeah. That is that's your I'm word. I'm going to get. I have some issues going on with my bones, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have some issues going on with my bones, and they feel like crap right about now. But. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, yeah, I mean, it's like, whoa. So, I mean, they really, really do hurt. But I give it all to God, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, when I'm stepping up the stairs, you know, in my place and everything, I'm just thanking him for another day. I mean, for mm-hmm. just giving me strength within my bones. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> Oh, I'll be too. Yeah, yeah, I say we, I know how that yeah. is. I, I hear Terrence's bones, literally hear them. Oh, so, yeah. and we're believing God for a miracle in his bones and in his joints. And um, just trusting God because, you know, doctors give their diagnosis and prognosis and all this kind of stuff. And I love doctors. I love medical science. But at the end of the day, God has the ultimate say. Right. You know, they'll That's say, oh, this is this and this, and you just have to live with this. Like, okay, I might have to live with this right now. But they only have to always live with this. God has the ability to, he can miraculously heal. He can heal through medicine. He can, he, he, he got it all in his hands. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I love, love doctors and, and God bless them. But at any given time, they could say, oh, that's it. We can't do nothing else for you. So that's a dead situation. And God revives it. God turns it around. You know, I've, I've lived it. I've seen it. I believe it. You know, I know that as a body of Christ, we're going to experience it in high numbers. I really believe that. I really believe that we're on the brink of, like, God really using the body of Christ to, to, to perform and to be recipients yeah. of medical miracles. Yeah. That cannot be explained. I really feel that in my, I could feel that in my bones. 
where we, where people are going to be flocking like, what is going on with these people? People who have arthritis and 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 set up for joint replacements and the knee, knee replacements and stuff, and then they go in, they like, we knee replacement. You got the best knees I've ever seen in my life. Like creative medical miracles. Like I believe that because it comes to a point where they'll say, oh, that's that's a dead situation. We got to do this surgery, or you just got to live with it, or you got to take these pills for the rest of your life, or it's just going to get worse, or whatever the case may be. And they, they mean well. You know, they, they're they people at the end of the day, people with some advanced knowledge. But God is going to turn a lot of that stuff around. I believe that. So that could be what it Let is. Me it could be. You. Go ahead. <coughs> yes, I, I didn't want to... Um disturb you or cut you off or anything. I uh, I first started off with my right knee and it was hurting so bad and uh with the bone on bone mm-hmm. and um it started off with it started off with the right knee. So I put my hands on it every night and I would say, Lord, please you know, I, I didn't beg him but I said, The you have made my body and I believe that you can do a miracle. And that you can touch my bones and that they will come back in place with the cartilage and everything. And I mm-hmm. would pray that and going up and down stairs, I would say, Lord, I thank you for my healing. Guess what? The the right knee is healed. Wow. But the it wow. went to the left. Yeah, and I only have one knee to, to get healed, and that's the left one. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terrence is a miracle in his right knee. And I believe, God, thank you, Lord, for the, the healing in Sarah's knees, Father God, both the knees, and in any area of her life, any area of her body, Father God, that has been deteriorated or it's been affected by any type of um, uh, conditions or disease or whether it be um, hereditary, whether it be wear and tear, whatever it is, Lord, touch her body. In Jesus' name, we know you're able to, and we thank you for it, and I speak healing, yeah. healing in her, in her body, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let it be yeah. done, Father God, let that knee have the, the, the fire of God in it, mm. and let it recover, let it recover, and just do a miracle in her, in her body, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 And if you would pray for for Leah, she's um, wanting to go ahead and get a job with a. Uh, it's like a. It's sort. It's with nursing, but it's like a private sitting type job, and she wants to do it privately now. So okay. I'm praying for her to get it. All right, Heavenly Father, we just touch and agree with with uh, with Sarah and Leah. Uh, <clears throat> for this job, Lord, let let her have favor and and be able to privately do what it is that she wants to do to care for people and to love on people and to provide uh, uh, care and, and medical expertise and advice. Uh, let that be done in Jesus' name, Father God, and, and let it be uh, beyond uh, as far as the compensation. Uh, let it be beyond what she would find to be uh, acceptable. Um, increase her and, and, and increase her in ways that 
she's not even seeing the increase where she's like, oh, I'll be okay with this. Well, give her better than that. Um, let it meet needs, not just financially, but even in the people that she meets and the people that she comes across that it be a blessing uh, to her life and let her be a blessing to others' lives where it's, it's not a job, um, but it's work that she's doing unto you, a, a calling, um, a, a, a divine placement. So we thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I thank the Lord for both of y'all, and I thank the Lord for what he's doing either way. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Amen. We thank the Lord for Amen. you, and we continue to pray for you, and God bless you. God bless you. Have a good night. Have a good night. Thank you. Let's go here to 315-884. Who are we speaking with? Hi, it's Kiara from Syracuse. Hey, Kiara, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good just listening, receiving messages that you got for other people, receiving from myself. <laughs> I know, that's right. Come on. Because I show what we be doing. We're like, well, that sounds good. I'm going to take some of that for myself. <laughs> yes. Mm. Well, let's pray for Especially you. The bone. The, okay. Oh, go ahead. What was you going to say about the bones? No, just the bone when you were just talking to her. I've been having problems with my lower back, and I just, I don't know. I felt it go this way, go that way, and then the pain just left my body. And I was like, it's the anointing that's in the bones. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, praise God for that, Lord. We thank uh, for Kiara, Lord. We thank you for the, the creative miracles going on in her body, Lord. Um, touch her body. Touch that lower back. Let that pain not return, Lord. Give her the 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 wisdom to know what what the cause is, so that it could be completely eliminated and eradicated. Sometimes it'd be a matter of of what we eat or how we lay or the things that we repetitively do. Whatever is is causing it, Lord, give her the wisdom so that that thing will will never return. Um, and Lord, we just thank you for for using her, Father God, to be an encouragement to other people, to be an example. Um, I thank you, Lord, for her faith to to increase so that she could believe for more. And believe outside of the scope of what she's able to do in her own power and might or what type of access she has to certain things that you are giving her um, desires that seem impossible or that seem unobtainable. But Lord, increase her faith to know that it's not her power and might that's going to help her to achieve these things. It's your power and might that's going to give her the ability and let her speak, let her speak over herself the things that you're placing in her heart. That that I, I I want these things, and I know God is going to do this. Let her speak it. Let her let her let her grab hold of it. Let her put it out there so that she can have authority over it. Let it get out of her head and and, and come out of her mouth so that it's part of the earth now. Now she can take authority over it. Mm. And so I thank you, Father God, that that you're going to use her as an example to those around her. When people say, "Oh, what's she talking about? That ain't going to happen," or "She don't have the ability to do that. She ain't got no money for that," or "She don't have no connections or pool for that." That they're going to see the power of you at work in her life. Yeah. Where she's going to say, "I don't have those things, but God does." You're right, but but what I don't have doesn't stop what God has. What I have, what I have or don't have, that that has no bearing in what God is going to do in my life. All I got to do is agree in faith. What God said he's going to do. 
and you can sit there and watch and see that you know that I wasn't qualified for that. You know I didn't have no money for that. You know I didn't have no pool for that, no connection for that. You know, but now you also know how God operates and how God works in, 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 in the life of his servants. And so use her father, God, as an example to even those around her to show your power and your glory and how you operate and that it's not about us. It's about you. All we got to do is touch and agree in faith. That's all we got to do. All we got to do is be obedient. It's that simple. It's a simple gospel that we try to complicate, but it's not complicated. That we got to get out of our own head sometimes and get into our word and just say, okay, Lord, this is what you have for me. I, I, I believe it. It's like David, when he was anointed king, he had to believe that he was going to be king because he wasn't in a kingly position when he was anointed to be king. He was watching the sheep. His own family didn't even have any faith in him. Oh, when the prophet came to anoint and he going to Jesse's sons, is this one, this one, this one, you got another son? Oh, just David, but he keeps the sheep. Even his own family didn't see it in him. But he, he took hold. He believed he was going to be king, even though there was already a king. A powerful king. Even when that king was chasing him and trying to take his life and trying to take him down, David had to continue to believe that who he was going to be, and he became exactly who you said he was going to be, a great king, whose name we still speak, despite his lack, despite his, his, his fleshly issues. Despite his mistakes, his background, we don't even know who David Mama was. We don't know. We don't know who he, who, whose womb he came out of. We don't know whose child besides his father. We don't know. None of that matters because what matters is what you saw in him, Father God, the heart that you saw he possessed. You said you judged the heart. You called him a man after your own heart. And because of that, the, the favor that you put on his life, despite him, despite his background. That's what ended up being fulfilled. So I thank you that in her life, in Kiera's life, that that's what's going to be fulfilled. doesn't matter what her background, her mistakes, her struggles, none of, none of that matters. The connections are not, the no, no connections, the money, the no money, the education, the no money, none of that matters. <laughs> That just adds to your to, to the glory that you're going to receive where, where she can't take credit. She's going to say, this ain't nothing but God. So increase her faith to believe, Lord, to believe the plans that you have for her life yeah. to where she don't doubt, where she says, yeah, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it, it's going to happen. And where she starts to speak it. Speak it. Even people say, that sounds crazy, girl. That ain't going to happen. Yes, it will. Just will just watch. Keep watching. People who are watching because they want her to win, and people who are watching who are, who want her to even fail. But it don't mm-hmm. matter. Let them watch and and see your power, your might, and your glory. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can we yeah. say? Uh... Can I? Can you say a special prayer for my kids? Mm-hmm. My children. Children. 
Mm-hmm. What's her name? Kiari and Candace. Kiari and Candace? Camden, K-A-M-B-E-N. Kiari and Camden? Yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for for Kiari and Camden, Lord. Put a hedge of protection um, over over these children, Father God. And and I speak greatness, greatness in their lives, Father God, and and, and intelligence. Mm -hmm. Um, Anybody can become book smart, but intelligence is a gift. Um, Intelligence even allows a child to, to, to seem wise beyond their years. Because intelligence it processes things much differently than than people who are who are not intelligent. It gives them a, a insight. Um, so help them to have insight, Lord, to 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 see the pitfalls and to see the things that so many young people get caught up in, and where they they'll see it for what it really is. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking like, oh, I just want to hang out and I want to do this that, and oh no, they see it as a snare. Instead of looking like. No, this is just what young people do. They see it as a trap. Give them the intelligence to be able to process things for for what they are. Make them wise beyond their years, Father God, and give them a heart for you. Give them a taste for you, Father God, to where when they try to taste and partake in other things, even when it feels fun, something something ain't right. When they say, like, something ain't right. I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to partake in this anymore because it don't taste right. And, and let them feel chased by you, even to the point where it might bother them. Where they'll be like, "Man, I always feel like God is there, like He's chasing me, chasing me." Yeah, because because you are. So chase them, Lord, but let them feel it. Let them feel your chase. Let them feel you on the back of their neck that you're there, where they feel like they can't get away with things. Some people, so many people feel like they could get away with things. Oh, we get away with it. Let them not feel that way. Where they 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 oh. feel they they sense you. They're like, man, I I really want to do dirt. I really want to do wrong. I really want to do stupid childish things. But man, I feel like God is right there. And 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 and, and let that cause them to be very mindful of the decisions that they make. Be mindful of even the people and the elements that they're around. But they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I feel like, I feel like there's eyes on me, so I don't, I don't want to do that, or I feel like there's like, like even if they don't quite know at right now that it's you, Lord, that at some point they're gonna say, oh man, God was always there. I, I remember even feeling it when I was younger that God was there, so it, it stopped me from doing a lot of stupid stuff that a lot of young people fall victim to because I always felt something there, some presence, something on me. And when I tried to do wrong, even when it, it felt fun for, you know, a minute, it something didn't, it just didn't taste right. Something went right about it. Say spoiled or something. You could eat some food that's well seasoned, but if the meat's spoiled, you're like, mm, something, something's off. Something don't taste right. No, I, I don't want no more of that because there's something off about it. So give them that, Lord, where they where they have a taste for you, they have a taste for things that are, are lovely and true. Even they, they want to put their thoughts on things that are lovely and true, but they have a taste for things that are lovely and true. And when things are, are not true and not lovely and not of you, even when they're presented nicely, even when they smell good, 
that they'll immediately say, now something ain't right. So we thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you. I got one more request. Sure. Number three. Uh, my friend, she just um, called in. She's listening. Her name is Nuna. She, she's going on a trip tomorrow, and she uh, yesterday was her dad's death day. Can you please mm. pray for her? She's just having a hard time. I get that. Her name. What was her name again? Saluna. Saluna? Antelise. Antelise. <laughs> oh, Antelise. Okay. Yes. Lord, we thank you for Aunt Elise, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that that she feels your comfort first and foremost, Lord. That that you are you're there with the brokenhearted, and and we know Terrence and I both know how that feels to uh, the loss of a parent. Um. So I thank you, Father God, for giving her the comfort that she needs, and and being with her as she uh, vacations or as she takes time away. That she'll she'll feel refreshed, refresh her, pour into her, Lord. Um, give her vision for for what's to come, and 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 to come out of what has been, and and to step into what's to be. Yes, to step into what will be, and to know that you have a plan for her life, Father God with an expected end, that all the plans are for her good. And even in, in the midst of, of, of brokenheartedness, that, that you give her beauty for ashes, that you, you'll burn in her, even when she's going through her pain, even when she's going through her grief, that you will bring beauty in, in, in grief. And grief is not, doesn't feel beautiful. It feels ugly and it hurts and it's painful but you will you will bring beauty in that. So help her to to know that, and help her to feel and know that. Hey, it's today. I might not have a good day, but there's always tomorrow. I'm not always gonna feel like this. Allow pain to do what it does. Pain has a job to do, and allow pain to to perfect her. Allow pain to do its work because it's doing something in her. It's doing a work in her, even when it doesn't feel good. It's doing a work, just like surgery doesn't feel good. When you're wheeled out of surgery, you're in pain and you're all messed up, but it's it's done something. Now something that's broken is healed. So I thank you, Lord, that in, in what feels to be broken in her, that, that, that is, there's really healing that's taking place in her. So we thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. Bye. We've got 10 seconds. Um, I'm going to pray over the other ones, just area code prefixes, 734672. Lord, thank you for 734672 um, for surrounding them with mighty men, like David had mighty men. Can you imagine that? If, God, if the word of God describes him as mighty, he has some like for real butt kickers and some thinkers and some like strategic people. Um that's what we want. I see God surrounding you with 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 mighty men, right? And it, it, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily male. Let's say mighty men as far as I think David's were all male, but people. Um, that's what I mean when it, like men, men, people. That God's gonna surround you with mighty people 
that are unafraid, that are unashamed, that are, are brilliant in the things that they do. Because in order for us to be great, we, we, need, we need people, right? You're not going to be great in every single thing. But God will send you people who in the areas that you're lacking, they're great in, right? And, and, that, and that, help, that adds to you. So I see God surrounding you with people who are going to defend and protect you, people who are going to add to you, people who are going to, um, in areas that you might not be the smartest in or the best in where they are, to, to get you where you need to be, to fulfill the call that God has on your life. So, Lord, we just thank you for that, and uh, let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. That's awesome. Um, next is 303-517. Lord, we thank you for 303-517. Just like the, the word that we just gave for, um, for Aunt Elise, the, the, the beauty in the ashes. I see God really giving you um, a beauty for ashes. And, and taking things that, that don't feel so good or that are not so good, <laughs> right? right? You're, you're experiencing them, so you're like, not a feeling. It's a for real, for real thing. But God is going to make it. It's going to bring something beautiful about, it's going to bring, bring it forth. Um, so, Lord, I just thank you for that, for bringing beauty for ashes in their life to where everything, everything, all things work for good. Not some things, all where you're going to really see that. You're going to live that. You're going to experience that. So let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is 919-292. Lord, we thank you for 919-292 for just uh, victory, for just total and complete victory, total victory. It's like sometimes we we, we fight like we're, 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 it feels like we're in wars, right? And, and, and even when we study history, there's battles that are within the war, right, until the war is finished. So it, you can win this battle and you can lose this battle and then win that battle, lose that battle, but then you can overall win the war. But what I'm seeing is total victory where like there's no more battles. It's over. Like it's total victory over the whole war. So you're not dealing with these small battles that pertain to it anymore where you, you, you get total victory. It's like it's over. You're not dealing with that thing anymore, decree and declare that. I'm, I'm not dealing with that anymore. I've already won. God has already spoke over it. God has already told me what it's going to be. And that's just what it is, period. And you're going to see that thing, that total victory, where it's over. You don't have to deal with it anymore. That chapter is closed. That book is closed. It's, it's, it's a wrap. I'm moving on to the next thing, because I don't got to deal with that no more. Now I can speak on it and talk about it and talk about what it was, but I don't have to deal with it anymore. I don't have to deal with these small battles trying to win this war. The wars won period. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, last is 321-230. Uh, Lord, we thank you for 321-230 for, for, for coming out of, of um, areas of confusion, right? There's, there's some areas where there's been some confusion and, and, and a little delusion. And I see you coming out of it and, and coming into complete truth. Like the truth, because sometimes people will will dress something up as the truth and it's not true, <clears throat> and we'll walk in that, and 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 it's it's illusion, right? It, it it's illusion, it's confusion, and it's delusion. And and some people are delusional, n- not by choice, right? They nobody wakes up and wants to be delusional, but it happens because we could have been presented a false truth, and we're walking in that. Uh, and I see you coming into full truth. So you're coming out of illusion, 
confusion and delusion where you're walking in complete truth. And so now you're able to operate clean and you're able to operate and know what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. So I thank you for that, Lord, for three, two, one, two, three, zero, for, for the, the, the truth, not somebody's version of it, not some truth, the little sprinkle truth, the truth that they're going to be walking in the truth so that they can make sound decisions so that they can have, um, um, be victorious in every area of their life. They're not perishing in areas because somebody's lied to them or, or they've been told some truth and not the full truth um, where they, they have total victory and they have uh, uh, freedom, right? Because the, the truth is what makes us free. We can't be made free in lies. So I see the truth being exposed to you. Take hold of it. Um, and and, and where, in areas where you weren't in the right, right, where you thought you were, but you weren't, allow God to, to give you the steps to clean that up. Don't beat yourself up. God is going to fix all that. But you're going to be walking in, in freedom, total freedom, because you're going to be walking in the truth. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. That's everybody. Um, thank you all for calling in tonight. We love you all. Yes. Call back at 845, so that's in 10 minutes. Call into Randy's show. Wednesdays, he typically gives a word and then ministers over everybody that puts their hand up. Um, the call-in number is 319-527-6737. Hit one, get in the queue. Let Randy um, minister and pray over you. Um, until next time, we love you all, and good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.